Hello, everyone, and welcome to Family Feud. I'm the GOAT, Steve Harvey, and let's introduce all of our contestants today. Okay, all of our contestants have been thoroughly introduced. Now let's begin our activity for the day. First question, what is the top rating for the movie Mr. Malcolm's List? Survey says seven out of 10. And then everyone starts screaming and then people go crazy and then families are hugging and jumping up and down and everyone is crying. All right. <laughs> I'm just joking, y'all. Hello. I thought I'd introduce the podcast topic a little bit differently today. Um, I typically see a lot of the YouTubers I watch introduce their stuff like this. Like a lot of the commentators I watch who are really hilarious, they typically start off their podcast similarly, where, or their YouTube videos similarly, where it's like some silly, 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 like random way of introducing themselves. They're like, hello, I'm, they're like, hello, and welcome to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. I'm Willy Wonka. And today we're going to be talking about, and then they'll jump into it. And it's just so funny to me. Um, It's very humorous. Uh, (laughs) So I love, I love it. And I thought, why not start off my podcast similarly today with like a light air? Because really today is going to be a light air. Today is going to be basically a joke. Well, not really a joke. I mean, the movie wasn't that bad, but it was pretty bad. Um, As you could tell by my overall rating of the movie, it was a seven out of 10. And um, yeah, it was just like, really, I don't know. It was just really, it was okay. Okay, so let's just go ahead and jump into it because obviously there's no point in beating around the bush. So I read the book, Mr. Malcolm's List. Um, Like I said, I saw the trailer for the movie and I thought, man, let me go check out this book and I want to watch the movie because from what I saw of the trailer, it seemed like an interesting enough movie. And when you watch the entire movie, that's what you basically get. You're like, it's interesting enough. Like that, when I when I first initially saw that, that is exactly the entire movie and book. It's just simply interesting enough. Not more, not less, just enough. Um, and so I decided to read the book. I read the book. We already heard a review of the book. Um, I did that already. Uh, and it was cool. It was fine. It was not too bad, but I did give the book a 5 out of 10 rating. Um, overall, and then I broke it down by category. And so I'm also going to talk about the categories that I would break it down for in the movie. Um, So let me just actually, I'm just going to go through and do my ratings first. And then I'm going to go through the details that happened both in the movie, but then also in the movie theater as I was watching. So like I said, my overall rating of the movie was a seven out of 10, primarily because the movie was 10 times better than the actual book. And I think that's because the movie gave life to the characters that I saw in um, the book. So, you know, it was very, very, let me get it. Ah! Ah! Gotta get in my left lane. So I'm trying to get to Tampa, y'all. Mind you, I'm headed to a bridal shower right now. So I'm, I'm trying to get on the road. I did run a couple of errands before I got there. So I stopped by Starbucks I had to go to the Starbucks in Target because they wanted to act like the Starbucks at um, that you could just drive through 
the line was so dang long. They wanted to act like it was really that important. So I said no, and I pulled out of line, and I went to the one in Target instead and got my little matcha. But then I forgot to tell them to put certain ingredients in it. So it's it's okay, but it tastes very, like, much like matcha. Like, it's just matcha. I didn't put any creamer. I mean, I didn't put any syrup. I didn't put any foam. I forgot all of that. I forgot to mention that. So it's whatever. But also, I just came back from Kohl's because they had a 50% off clearance items. And I was seeing some of these shirts that I really wanted to get, but they were they were on clearance and they were all $6. But with the 50% off, they were $3 today. And so I really wanted to get them, so I went back and got them. But the thing is, is that they didn't have a large in one of the shirts, so I had to get an extra large in one of the shirts, which was not really what I wanted to do. But I got it anyway because I figured it could be a good workout shirt. But the one that was my favorite shirt, they didn't have in a large anymore. So Because um, last time when I was folding them up, I saw them in a size large. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I really want to get these. Um, and then they didn't have it in a size large today. But they did have another shirt in a size large that I got and I think is cool. And so I got both of those shirts. Two shirts for $5.43 because it was going to be $6 and some change. But then I also had my associate's coupon. And so I got 15% off. So literally two shirts for $5. Like, that's crazy. You can't get that anywhere else. Anywho, I'm done. Uh, so back to Mr. Malcolm's list. My overall rating was a 7 out of 10. And in comparison to the book, I definitely liked it better. They did make a couple of changes to things that happened. So like there were certain events that happened in the movie that didn't quite happen in the book. But for the most part, they stayed pretty true to what the book represented and showed. Um, and so yeah, it was like really well done, I believe. And I think it was okay. It was okay. The interest rating for me in the movie was probably an 8 out of 10. Now, I rated the book a 9 out of 10 because I genuinely was fascinated as I was reading it. But when I was watching it, I was just reminded of how much of a Hallmark movie type of vibe it was giving me. And so it wasn't really that intriguing. And I ended up having to leave to go to work um, pretty early in the movie. Not early in the movie. It was toward the end of the movie. But we didn't get to finish watching the movie because um, I had to leave to go to work. And so... I mean, but for me to be able to get up and leave and say, okay, I guess it's really not that important, like I can go, that shows that it really wasn't that good of a movie that I was really longing to stay. Um, so the interest rating, I definitely rated an 8 out of 10. Originality rating, I rated an 8 out of 10 as well for the movie because the movie, like I said, it gave very much Hallmark. It gave very much like romance, typical romance movie. And so, and that's expected because the book did the same thing. The book gave typical romance novel. And I've never quite seen it with a spin the way that this was done. Um, so for the book, I gave it a 9 out of 10. But after further, like, after further reflecting on the actual, like, scenes and intentionality and story structure, I realized, like, it really wasn't that original. It definitely played into a lot of tropes that typically happen and the characters are very much one noted so there's not very much originality there so i decided to give it an eight out of ten from the movie and for for syntax rating so i rated the syntax of the book because i wanted to talk about the syntax of the book mr malcolm's list compared to the book dune which i'm going to talk about soon um but I realized that you can't really judge the syntax of a movie because the purpose of a movie is not 
totally the words and the sentence structure. The purpose of a movie is to show scenes. So in this, I rated the scene ratings instead. So for the scene ratings, I rated them a 10 out of 10. I thought every scene, like the decorations and the set, was very beautiful. They had so many moments that were picturesque, and I thought they were so great. Um, and also, it was just like a lot of like really cute, definitely like dark, dark academia. It gave a little bit of that. Um, and then it had a bunch of like statues and just kind of regal um, beautiful, eloquent things. So I liked it and I really enjoyed watching it for those scenes. Those scenes were beautiful to me. And there was a lot of moments where they had, um, like their videographer had captured certain moments very beautifully that I thought. Um, and one thing that I wanted to do, I know I saw this on Pinterest, but someone like took a, a book or a movie that they, no, they took a movie or a show that they liked and they printed out pictures from different scenes of the movie online and then they put them in their journal and they wrote about them. And so I downloaded or not downloaded, I saved some pictures from online that I thought were cool um, that I wanted to put in my journal so I can um, write about like the different scenes that I saw. So the scene rating, I definitely gave a 10 out of 10. And it inspired me for my own room because I really like the jungle, like greenery look mixed with the statues, porcelain white statues. Those are my favorite types of looks because I don't know why it's just so beautiful to me with the clean cut and the balance of like, you know, the darkness of the greenery mixed with the lightness of the statues. It's just beautiful to me. I like it. And I'm not a big um, Greek fan, Greek mythology, you know, Roman mythology fan, which a lot of the statues are based off of. But I do enjoy the actual look of the statues and all of that. Um, so it was quite interesting and it inspired me for my own room design, um, which I'm hopefully going to get to soon. I, I haven't actually set any plans yet for it. I'm just kind of going as we go along. But I have seen some cool stuff. Um, the story structure rating or the plot structure of the movie. In the book, I gave it a 7 out of 10 because I feel like it was very typical. It was very average. And C is average. If you look at a grading scale, giving someone a C is telling them that they have performed on average. And so that is what I believe the book and the movie both have in similar is that the story structure is indeed average. It is indeed similar to that of many story structures where plot and, or the main plot is continued based off of deceit and uh, miscommunication, which is not my favorite plot line. Like that is a trope that I am so over right now that I do not enjoy um, is that just because somebody miscommunicates something or somebody is tricking you and playing tricks on you, that should not be the only plot line. That is so boring and it's so basic and it's overdone. We've seen that many times. I mean, Hallmark does that 24-7. Somebody gets mad at somebody. They're not talking anymore. Then they come to find out that they were wrong and that they misjudged the situation. And now all is well. And they actually forgive one another really quickly. And all is well. And everybody gets married at the end of the day. No, that's over. I'm done with that. And so as I've been reading the book Dune, I've been seeing such a different plot line with so many subplots that are really pushing it forward. And I think that's what sci-fi has 
an advantage on as opposed to romance novels is that romance novels bank their entire plot on love and miscommunication. Two people getting together and two people miscommunicating or having some type of deceit that ultimately leads them together. Like that is the typical basis of romance novels. And I'd like to see something different, quite frankly. Um, but I think what sci-fi novels have on, on them that's quite different is the fact that there are actual plot structures. Like what I'm seeing so far in the book Dune um, is that like there's this dynamic where we all know as readers and a lot of the other characters know and even the Duke himself know that the Duke is about to die. Somebody's gonna kill him. We don't know who, we don't know when, we don't know where. We're figuring out pieces as we go along, but the Duke is about to die. He's moving to a new planet um, called Arrakis and or Arrakis, I think. And they're literally trying to figure out life and trying to survive and trying to um, get this whole new area that they're in under their political um, regime, I guess. And it's just an interesting book. Like the way that it is written, the way that it is structured has a purpose behind its plot. It's not just aimless, which is what I felt like this book and this movie did was it had a very aimless plot. It had a plot that didn't really have a, a straightforward direction and it wasn't very well communicated what the main purpose of the plot was. Like, yes, they were tricking one another, da 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 da, but was it all just so that they could get to be with who they wanted to be with? That's it. You know what I mean? Um, there was no real substance to it. Let me take a drink real quick. hurting just a little bit um but i'm gonna continue because i have more to talk about on this movie so here's my review of the movie itself so i just gave you the ratings now onto the review my first point is that i love the book better than the movie i mean i love the movie better than the book um which is typically the opposite because a lot of times the book you have a certain vision in your mind of what it it's going to be like and then when you watch the movie it doesn't match that but what's interesting is that i already saw the characters before i started reading the book because my remember i saw the trailer first so i already had the characters in mind so while i was reading the book i pictured those specific characters um and so that's why i think i like the movie better because it wasn't like a culture shock of oh my gosh this looks so different than what i pictured in my mind like it was the same thing uh mine is captain ossery but i'll get to him in a minute and um but I was able to picture it and I feel like the movie was just done better because it had beautiful scenes and stuff like that. Not necessarily the writing was done better, but the actual direction of it and everything was cool. Um, the writing was still bad, like I said, but it was interesting to see the characters played out. Like it was interesting to see who they chose for different characters. Um, I also noticed that this movie had a lot of minority characters um and characters that typically wouldn't be represented in this time period and so something that was very like this shows you how whitewashed my brain has been in period romance movies is because in a lot of romance movies i've seen it has typically been white people at the center and so when i saw white people being the side characters and black and brown people being the main characters i was like what is this and i think that's what initially intrigued me but as i was going along watching the movie and i was seeing that this was taking place in 1808 this was taking place in 1820 in my mind i was like 
where are the slaves? Like, <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but <laughs> that sounds so bad. But like in my mind, I know historically that this time period had slaves. So in my mind, I'm like, where are the slaves? Where are the slaves? Like, I, it's just so hard for me to picture that there is a fantasy world when this time period is so heavy in history as holding slaves and having people captive. And so it's hard for me to watch a romance movie or read a romance novel that uplifts the characters of black and brown people when I know that during this time period and in this particular fashion that they're portraying them in, it's not, it wasn't conducive for them. Like that was not what they experienced during that time. And so I have to remind myself frequently that um, this is fantasy. Like you can do whatever you want in fantasy. And who says that your fantasy has to match historical time? Like who said that it has to match well? That doesn't matter. You know what I mean? And so I feel like in my brain, instantly I was like, where are slaves? Because I know that these black people was not out here going to balls and riding carriages and stuff. Like they might have been, but not with the high society of, of white people at the time, right? And so in my mind, that was what was going on. But then I just got over it because I was like, Hannah, this is a fantasy. You can do what you want to do. And it inspired me too, because I feel like a lot of times I limit myself when I am writing my own pieces because I'm like, well, this isn't actually true to the nature of Black people um, and not for that time period. But I feel like I should not limit myself because who said it had to be that way? Who said it had to be one noted? This is all fantasy. If it's all fantasy, then I can make up what I want to make up. You know what I mean? But I'm just so used to conventionally and traditionally white people being at the center of it. And even historically, white people have been at the center of it that it's just difficult to see that. And it's difficult to see past that. But I didn't see past it, y'all. I looked past it. Um, and I was able to get over it and see it as just the fiction, fiction thing that it was. Um, I, of course, didn't watch the full thing because I had to go to work. Um, but it was only in theaters on that day. So I wanted to go see it because, like, I, I mean, I could have obviously waited till it came out on TV or waited till it came out on a streaming service. But I just wanted to see it. And I wanted to, like, go to the movie theaters. And so I did. And it was fun. Uh, Andrea came with me. She didn't like it too much. She thought it was boring and typical, basic. All of the things that I've already said, I'm not going to reiterate. Um, and so, yeah, we were like one of the, so there was like three other groups of people who came. So like all of them were just groups of two people. So me and my sister, and then there was two black ladies who came. And then there was like two couples who came. Um, and so it was like very empty theater, not a lot of people there, but it was fun. I got like a little Minions um, kids thing. So it like came with the kids popcorn and gummies and um, one of those little, I got like an icy in a little cup and it had a little toy on top of it. I got so excited, bro. Recently, I've been getting so excited about kids stuff for some reason. And like, like yesterday at work, there was like squish models and I was like, oh, oh my God. Like I sounded so shocked, but like seriously, those types of things excite me so much because they're so freaking cool. So I got a little toy or whatever, and um, I still got it, y'all. I still got it, but it was cool. It was fun. It was a it was a good time. Um, I think the experience for me was what was fun. One thing that I learned was that I definitely have to set from the beginning like my intention of what I'm gonna pay for. So like before we went, I told Andrea because she because I was originally gonna go by myself and then go to work right after, but Andrea said she wanted to come with me, so I was like okay, bet. And so then 
we ended up going and I told her, I was like, okay, well, I'll pay for the tickets if you pay for the snacks. And so we did that. So she was the one that bought me the minion stuff. And then, well, she bought everything because we just bought it all together. And then I just paid her back. Um, like I just, um, Ven no, it's not Venmo, but it's like Zelle on Wells Fargo. So I just gave her the money back, um, which I really love that app now because it just makes it so easy for me and my siblings to send money back to one another when we've like all paid for something all together or whatever. Um, but yeah, so that was fun. Um, I would not pay to go watch this movie again. I definitely would probably watch it again if it were on TV and I was bored and there was nothing else like that was new or interesting on because like I said, I still found it interesting. And it was interesting in the way of like, like I said, when I was reading the book and I said this in my review on that podcast, that this is interesting in the way that a little girl is interested in Disney princesses. Like it's definitely not attainable. It's not very realistic. Um, and it's not even that good, but it still is interesting to say the least, which also I kind of want to watch Mulan again. Now that I'm talking about Disney princesses, I want to watch Mulan. I'm going to have to write that down because that's going to be what I'm going to do on the 4th of July. I want to watch the movie Mulan again. Because that was a good movie. It really was. And a lot of princess movies, honestly, were okay. Like, they were good, some of them. Some of them were better than the other ones. Like, Princess and the Frog is a comfort movie of mine. I tell you, when I was living in that apartment by myself, I would watch, I watched Princess and the Frog, like, twice. Because I was just, I loved that movie, first of all. It's such a good movie. Like, the actual writing and everything's amazing. And then also, it connects so close to home because they're in Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana. And they talk about a lot of stuff and say a lot of phrases that I know and am familiar with. So I just love that movie. But I want to watch Mulan. Okay, anywho. Um, like I said, I would not pay to watch it again. Uh, my least... Okay, I'll talk about my favorite part and I'll talk about my least favorite part. So my least favorite part of the movie is similar to what my least favorite part of the book was, which was when... Um, Captain Ossery or Mr. Ossery or whatever his name is, Henry, when he tells Julia, the little troublemaker, the one who's the deceiver, the one who has been playing tricks on everybody this entire time, when he tells her that he wants to marry her because he wants to keep her tricks in check. In my mind, I was like, that's not a reason to marry somebody. Like, why do you love her? And literally when he said, I want to marry you or something like that, we're literally sitting in the movie theaters and I said out loud, how like how do you want to marry her after like she's been such a little silly goose like and i can see like if you could see the best of people and all that stuff like that but the entire movie her character was one noted there was not much development in her character so it wasn't like captain ossery had a real reason of like oh my gosh i've seen you change i've seen you grow i've seen how like there was nothing there so why in my mind it didn't make sense as to why he wanted to marry her for that reason too like he could have said i want to marry you because you seem like a great person i'm pleased to make your acquaintance you've been very funny or like any other reason but he said he wanted to marry her so he could keep her tricks in check so he could keep her deceivery in check so that basically he can be her character development no she needs to get character development on her own sir um and okay we'll leave it at that anywho the accents were wishy-washy they kept coming in and out in and out in and out like, I felt like I was in California getting a burger. It felt like in and out <laughs> just joking. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. That was good. Um, but no, it was very much like the, the, the accents, they were British accents, but sometimes it felt like they were doing <coughs> another accent. I don't know what it was. It just felt like it was slipping. Let me get another drink real quick. 
<clears throat> but the accents were just wishy-washy. You know, it wasn't wasn't it wasn't a convincing British accent because at numerous times there were moments where I was like, Ooh, that didn't sound British. And one thing about me, I know what a British accent sounds like. I can go quickly in and out of it. Like I really do know what a British accent sounds like. And so and sometimes I do slip in my British accent. I do definitely mess up and I don't say things properly or I don't say them the way that they were actually said. But I feel like I'm pretty good in the most part of doing a British accent. Um, and I know when I hear one, what it's supposed to sound like. And of course there's different dialects and different tonations in the accent, but it just felt like there were accents at points in time were, were very much not a British accent. It was kind of wishy-washy. Um, it did have some funny moments, some moments that we were chuckling. Um, there was one guy in the movie theater who literally laughed at everything. And it was not that funny. And he had a boisterous laugh. Like, his laugh was loud. And so it literally was not that funny. Like, we didn't, we, we were well aware that it was supposed to be amusing, but he would laugh every time. And it's like, bro, nothing in here is that funny. Like, it really is not. And it's really not. You know, it's a rom-com, but it was not, it was heavy on the rom, less so on the com. You know what I mean? Less so on the calm, more on the rom. But he was laughing like it was supposed to be stand-up comedy. Like, <laughs> it was not. <laughs> um, but I liked his laugh. He made the experience enjoyable because literally there would be so many moments where me and Andrea would turn to one another and look at each other like, why is this man still laughing? <laughs> so that was funny. Um, and then, boop, boop, boop. I already talked about that. Um, okay, let me talk about my favorite part of the movie. So I talked about my least favorite part of the movie. My favorite part of the movie was actually seeing Captain Ossery, Mr. Ossery, Henry. Uh, Henry is my favorite character in the entire book and movie. Why am I behind this person with Trump pants and they going 75 on a highway? You can go faster than that, ma'am or sir. And honestly, I might pass you because... And you know what? No hate to Trump pants people, but you can go a little bit faster on the road. Now I'm speeding. I don't want to have to speed. I want you to go at 77 so I can go at 77 so that I'm not breaking the law. Okay? And now I'm in the fast lane and I'm feeling pressured. Like I have to keep going faster and I don't want to. Why are you putting on the brakes? This is insane. Anywho, let me keep talking about Captain Osri. So... Ossery, I like the way they say his name in it too. They're like, Captain Ossery, Mr. Ossery. And I was like, I love that, I love that. Um, anywho, I ate that up, y'all. So in the book, Captain Ossery, or I'm just going to call him Henry. In the book, Henry was one of my favorite characters. And that's because I loved the dynamic between him and Selena. Now, Selena ends up getting with Mr. Malcolm. But I'm, I'm not a big fan of the way they got together. But I'm okay with it. Like, it's fine. I'll deal. But I honestly would have liked to see her and Henry get together. Because her and Henry were talking about... So basically, in the book and in the movie, um, Henry's aunt was the lady that Selena was taking care of and was the companion of until that lady died. And when that lady died, she put in her will that she wanted Selena and Henry to be a match. Because they're around the same age. They, she thought they'd be suitable for one another, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Henry and Selena, their dynamic in the book and in the movie is, I love it because they seem like friends. Like they're, they're, their characters are portrayed as friends and they have very lighthearted conversations. So 
basically one day when he was telling her about how the reason why he came was so that he could tell her about his aunt wanting them to be a match and possibly see if she was interested in that they were like they started laughing and they were like well what does she want us to match for for chess for cricket and they were like making jokes and it was so funny and i just the way that they interact with one another in the book and in the movie i like that a lot better than the way that she interacts with mr him or mr uh, malcolm because it's just i don't know it feels more enjoyable for me it feels more enjoyable i like the dynamics of friendships that evolve into relationships because it's just for me that's 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 where the that's where it really like that's where the what is that called meat and potatoes is that's where the meat and potatoes is and so i i like their dynamic and when i was reading the book i was very attracted to um henry's character like the actual qualities of his character the fact that he was humorous the fact that he like was very like Oh, a good friend, like a well-acquainted person. He's easy to get along with. Um, and he was friends with Mr. Malcolm. He was friends with Selena. He was friends with, like, he was friends with everybody. He was just a cool person. Um, and he just seemed like he had a vibe about him that was really dope. And so I love that. I love his character. Like I said, I love all that he brings to the table. I'm watching a movie. I kid you not. When Captain Osori walked onto the scene, I said, ah, not my man, Captain Ossery, not my man, Captain Ossery, because that man was so handsome. I'm telling you, in the movie, Henry is so handsome, and it matches very well with the act, like the um, attributes of him that are described in the book. And so I just love, I literally fell in love. I was like, this is my husband. This is my husband, y'all. <laughs> I'm just joking. But no. I would have preferred for him and Selena to get together. I think that would have been a cool dynamic um, and a very suitable one at that. But they didn't, they didn't. I, when I told the writers to do that, they didn't listen to me. They kind of just pushed me to the side. You know, as a black woman, it's really hard to have your voice be heard. So I was telling all the writers of, of the book and the movie, like, hey guys, this is what we should do instead. Um, and they weren't listening. They weren't big fans of it. They really didn't see it going where I thought it could go. Um, and so they kind of shut that down and said no. But it was definitely worth a shot. I'm just joking, y'all. I didn't do nothing, but I would have preferred to see that. Anywho, needless to say, he is very attractive in his descriptions of him in the book, as well as in the actual movie where I saw him. And he was my favorite part of the movie. Like I said, he was my favorite character in the book. Um, and now he's my favorite character in the movie and my favorite part of the movie. And I think the actor who plays him is Theo James. And even just the name Theo. I love the name Theo. I've always loved the name Theo. It's dope. Um, and so it's just cool to me. He's a cool character. He's got a cool vibe. And yeah. And I think he played, I want to say he played in Divergent. I want to say that's where I know him from, Theo James. Uh, fact check me if you know. If you don't, keep your mouth shut. No, I'm joking. <laughs> that's so rude. I did not, I was just joking, but I did not mean for it to come out like that. But um, yeah, fact check me if I'm wrong, because I really don't know. Um, but that was pretty much it. So that's my entire rating and review of the movie. Mr. Malcolm's List. If you're interested in watching it, if you're into like rom-coms, definitely check it out. I would probably wait and not pay $12 for a movie ticket to watch it, but it's not even out in movie theaters anymore because the day already passed. So I would say watch it when it comes out on TV or on a streaming service. It most likely will come out on a streaming service. 
um, watch it then, you know, if you feel like it, if you don't got really nothing else to do and you're open to a sappy rom-com movie, that's the one for you. It's pretty good. Like I said, the actual budget of the movie seems well, well done. Um, and that's it. That's all I got. I mean, I'm done. Period. Okay. All right. Well, you know, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, bye. <laughs>